When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Sharing ideas about money. This is Share Radio. This is Simon Rose. It's time for the first financial outlook for personal investors of the new year. I'm joined by Russ Mole, Investment Director of AJVL. We're going to look at the world of investment from a UK perspective, particularly UK, because to begin with, you've been contrasting uh, the stability at the top of the FTSE 100 companies with the stability at the top of um, the, the football. Well, is it even called the Football League these days? I'm going to have to admit that since a teenager, uh, I've not really Premier League football and football League, I think. Right. Yeah. So, Happy New Year to you, first thank of all. You. I mean, even um, I realise that football managers seem to have been achieving quite a high rate of churn recently. Instability is probably the word rather than stability. But it's something I I keep a spreadsheet on, but I thought it was timely just because on the first trading day of the new year, Airtel Africa, a FTSE 100 company, its CEO announced he was retiring and would be stepping down in July. Very orderly succession. The the gentleman who was taking over was was, was, uh, CEO from last October and has got a background in telecoms and it all seems perfectly seamless. And in the first two days of the year, Matty Etherington got the sack at Colchester United on January the 1st, bless him. And when Rooney got the sack from Birmingham City, I think on January the 2nd, after a thumping at Leeds United. Um, now, yeah, you're right. Not all investors will be obsessed with football by any stretch of imagination. But it just struck me as being an interesting compare and contrast that I was thinking that quite a, there was quite a lot of CEO and CFO hmm. turnover in the FTSE 100 last year. 19 CEO changes, companies changed their CEO 31 changed their CFO, which is both historically quite high, though not up with the century high of 2020. But compared to the football, 92 clubs, 60 of them changed their boss. And I think nine of them did it more than once. So that's, you know, so so I think it's fair to say that shareholders are more important, more um, patient, should we say, than investors and and, and boards. The average FTSE 100 boss is currently in charge for 5.4 years. The average football manager, one and a half. And I, I, what you can achieve in one and a half years in terms of building a squad, maybe changing a culture, I think is incredibly hard. 5.4 years, I would think on balance, isn't very long overall mm. from a shareholder's perspective. Because if you think about the real secret source of long-term investing is dividend reinvestment and compounding. And the maths of that really kick in after eight or nine years. So I'm not really sure that five and a half years is necessarily long enough. The good news is there's 18 FTSE 100 bosses who've been in the job for over a decade. Mm. Only one football manager, and that's Simon Weaver at Harrogate Town to put you out of your misery, and his dad's the chairman. Although I would say that he was actually manager before his dad became chairman. And there's definitely a partnership structure there, which we'll come back to in a minute, because that's a very important governance thing. The chair-CEO relationship, or in the football case, the chair-football manager relationship. But it's interesting that you get this quite high level of turnover. But generally for the CEOs, it was orderly. 
nine of last year's 19 changes had been organized right down to the identity of the mm. successor the year before and the number of involuntary Fortune 100 bosses leaving um, wasn't that many. I guess BP, Bernard Looney, BAT, Jack Bowles, Alison Rose at Nat West, uh, Jetta Egarden Anders, Anderson at, at N10, but there weren't that many. So again, you would like to think on a governance perspective, as you would hope perhaps, as FTSE 100 comes out on top of football. A good moment for us to take a break and then we'll discuss it in, uh, in greater detail, Russ. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Sharing ideas about money. This is Share Radio. This is Simon Rose in discussion with Russ Mould of AGBL as we consider the financial outlook for personal investors. You, you talked about for the CEO that even five and a half um, years, not terribly oh, long yes, because no. there's no... no. Sure it feels like a long time. <laughs> yeah, because there's no time then for comp- compounding to uh, to be seen to benefit the share price. But uh, are most FTSE chief executives actually dependent upon the... <sighs> the reward on investment in their own shares for their remuneration perhaps well, they well, are i think that's and, and i think to try and then bring this into investment rather than just an interesting intellectual yeah. exercise um corporate governance is clearly important now the first thing having just bashed on a lot about ceos and cfos is we must to a degree resist the temptation to fall in cult of the ceo because in the end they're one person mm. and they're clearly busy people and they have to do many things but in the end they have to delegate it's impossible for them to do everything. You know, you, you can't have, you know, the Amsterdam, he's not going to be out there on an oil rig drilling for the stuff at the same time. I mean, it's just, it's just not possible. So what can a CEO, what you need a CEO to actually do, you need the CEO to set tone and culture. First, which includes strategy and allocate capital effectively second. And that is allocate human and financial capital to get the best risk adjusted. Mm. That's what they're there to do and then delegate and find the right people to go out and do that. So we mustn't necessarily assume that everything is down to one person, but what they do particularly importantly is set tone and culture. And perhaps that's why Bernard Looney had to leave BP. Alison Rose had to leave NatWest because the things that they did weren't necessarily fitting with how the company wanted to be seen or should be acting Mm. uh, or setting the right tone or culture. Um, so that's the first thing that you should look for. The second little test is the Buffett test, the three simple tests that he outlined. Um, do they behave like share or like shareholders, i.e. do they have skin in the game and do they act accordingly for the, you know, the, the benefit of shareholder stakeholders and not just themselves and the board? Do they keep a tight control of costs and do they ensure that their company does the ordinary things extraordinarily well? And so that's another little st- list that you can run and then the list that i always run for myself and i'm indebted to a degree to my good friend mike cahill who's 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 a big believer in checklists and helped me help me build this many years ago and i use it every time i look at a company as best i can and it's a little list of 10 and so for any shareholder you know to tie the any investor to tie this back to how it helps you invest this is really how you do it first of all is the other chairman and ceo role separate 
because you need a chair to keep a good eye on the CEO to make sure they don't become too powerful and too domineering. Secondly, what's the mix on the board between executives and non-executives? Again, to make sure there's good supervision of both the chair and the CEO. Thirdly, do the executives bring the right skill set for the business? It doesn't have to be directly related, but it needs to be something that is valuable and brings you know, diversity of thought. You know, BP, for example, it was having all of those safety accidents, three big ones in a fairly quick succession of about a decade. When the last one happened in the Gulf of Mexico, nobody on the board had worked in an industry where people got killed if something went wrong. And that was a failure. Mm. And the first thing that Bob Dudley did was bring in this, a guy who had been an admiral on an American nuclear submarine where something goes wrong somebody's gonna die so that was a, a a good example of how governance could change for the better same thing for the non-execs what's their tenure and do they bring the right skill sets then for the next two points you look at how pay is aligned for executives and non-executives what are the incentives what are the triggers how to are they too soft are they you know is it just can they be you know mollycoddled fiddled about with through eps numbers mm-hmm. then you look at the number of committees and how often they meet then you look at the track record of a company's nomad and financial advisor. If they're involved in a lot of dud IPOs, for example, then be careful. Why did they list where they listed? And finally, who are the big shareholders and how much influence can they bring to bear? And if you look at that in the round, you're probably getting a good feel for if you've got the right people in charge, the right skill sets, the right incentives, the right policing. And from a shell's perspective, a degree of influence. If something is going wrong, you can have your say and make your voice heard. Right. Absolutely fascinating stuff. A great way to start the new year because all investors will no doubt be making New Year's resolutions that they need to pay yeah. more attention. And this is one they should make. And is, why? Is check the governance. And are, are they working interests and not being funny? Are they robber barons working for themselves? And I'm not saying anybody, any of the names that we've mentioned are, but these are good checks to make sure. Ross Moldoff, AJ Bell, thank you very much indeed. That's it for the first financial outlook for personal investors of the new year. <laughs> Sharing ideas about money. This is Share Radio.